We are back on the Film Sessions podcast. Eddie Martin, Kurt, and Josh breaking down some great movies one by one. Today is a good one. We have a Coen Brothers masterpiece. Did really well at the Oscars. Guys, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the accent. Ready? Okay. <laughs> How much have you lost in the coin toss? <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, no Country for Old Men coming up right now. Watching film. The most important thing is film study. Watching film is studying. Damn near 12 guys watching film. At times I watch a ton of film. I sit there in my bed and go through film all day. Now let's look at some film right here, all right? We're about to watch some film. Get in the session. Here we go. We are here for another episode of the Film Sessions Podcast, doing No Country. I've been pushing for this one for a while. Coen Brothers classic, made in 07. It is based on the sort of neo-American Western book by Cormac McCarthy. And it really is one of the best adapted uh, films from a book ever made. It's There's not a lot to complain about this movie. I'm going to start here. There's something about the way this movie is shot, the way the Coen Brothers storyboarded this and put it together the simple setups that they had, just the way that right off the bat, when you see the landscapes, everything is so geometrical. Everything is so perfect mm -hmm. and, and lined up perfectly. And, and it's just so beautiful to look at. And you're just into it. And then instantly, there's no wasted shots. It's not like they had six camera setups. They're doing like two, three camera setups. They're just getting the coverage that they need and then they're moving on. The way that they shoot everything, it's it's almost a slow burn and yet you can't keep your eyes off it. It's really, really beautifully done. And I like kind of what you said there, Eddie, about how the scenery is. It's so open because you're out almost in a desert. And I think that kind of ties to like the emotion in the movie where there's nowhere to hide. You know, you're out in the open in, in Nevada or wherever this was filmed. Like you couldn't hide. And that turns out to be the fact because you can't hide from this crazy sociopath motherfucker that is the main character. Well, and he is the main character, but it speaks to a deeper sort of theme, uh, I think, that this movie really sort of speaks, it really sort of, you know, tries to hit. And it's basically about, I mean, we all know what the story's about, you know, it's set in the 1980s in Texas and, you know, North Texas or wherever. And it's about this guy who comes across his money on a botched drug deal, and then all of a sudden he's on the run from the cartel. And meanwhile, there's this kind of cop that's narrating the whole thing, and he's kind of bringing his own perspective. But to me, the movie really is about the inevitability of life and, and mm -hmm. just, you know, the randomness of it. But you can't fight the way that life goes, you know? And that's kind of what I think Anton Chigurh's character, Javier Bardem, is kind of representing in the movie, how there's just there is no country for all men, like, you know, you can't fight what your destiny is ultimately. And, yeah. And there's just sort of this inevitability of life that you're going to die. And there's a there's a hero, there's a clear hero and villain in the movie, but it kind of subverts expectations to where, you know, the hero doesn't always win, the villain doesn't always lose. Sometimes no one wins, no one loses. Yeah, that's a great point. I think it was, I think at the finish, it was a little bit anticlimactic in a good way that, you know, Javier Bardem, the, the sociopathic character, like he, he gets away with his life, uh, you know, but essentially doesn't have the money. Uh, but, um, you know, the, the main hero, the guy that we're rooting for gets gets killed. 
off off camera too, which I think is a big a yeah. big part of it. You don't you don't actually get to see him killed. You exactly, just, and you it know. wasn't even it wasn't even the guy who killed him. It was just some yeah. this but this the the Mexican gangsters that came and killed him. You just see them like skirting away in the car. Yeah, that's and, life, man. Sometimes it doesn't uh, end in a big uh, in a big show. It just yeah. it just ends. Well, I'm glad happens. you guys both said that as well because it kind of it kind of goes along to what I was saying because the violence in this movie is very sort of matter of fact. You know, it's not overblown. If you notice, there's really no there's no musical score at all. It's very just simple, and it's matter of fact. It's condensed. There's not a ton of dialogue, but the violence is done in a certain way that it's just yeah, it, it's not making a big deal of itself. And the Josh Brolin death is a is a perfect example when Llewellyn dies. It, you're right. It just kind of happens, and you're like, holy shit! Like what? I mean, I've spent this whole movie following this guy and this money, and now all of a sudden he's just. He's gone. He's dead. I didn't even get to see it. But I think that's kind of speaks to what I was talking about, this kind of deeper message in the movie that there's just this randomness and then there's the, 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 the life is inevitable and you can't fight what's going to happen. Shit, 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 it's just going to happen to you. Yeah, Woody, Woody Harrelson's character also dies kind of lamely just sitting in the chair out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, exactly, right? Like it's love very that gun sort too. of understated. Yes. The gun that he uses, like the... So uh, perfect the, for like just the sociopath yeah. to be going around and the sound, that. And... There's a lot to be said about sound in movies and the way that guns sound and sometimes guns can sound kind of inauthentic but the way that the gun sounds when he shoots it just like the... It sounds yeah. just like a, almost a puff of air. And there's something about it that just adds to the the horror yeah. of this yeah. guy because you know typically uh, a hitman's gonna go out and get like a shotgun or he's gonna he's got a big gun or something but this is just the maliciousness and like it's so cunning and smart mm -hmm. because he's never leaving casings or evidence yeah. or anything he doesn't make a, a lot of noise either too. exactly yeah. he's just a trained killer but it's got it's, the blowback of a shotgun like when it, when it when it hits him it's like the oh, whole body yeah. Just... yeah and no remorse he no remorse for humanity or no. human feelings or, or anything like i think his look kind of says it all in the oh. movie even when he's driving like the mop cut is so he's yeah the so haircut evil. exactly he's but, the devil yeah yeah no for sure and for it's, sure. it's interesting because carla jean's death at the very end of the movie which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It's not my favorite scene, but I mean, we'll we'll get there when we get into our our, our picks for best scene. But that when he comes out, you don't even see her die. He comes yeah, out yeah. and he wipes the shoes. I remember watching that in real time, like in a theater. And when he did that, you know, the whole theater was like, you know, groaning, right? Because it's you know, when as soon as he wipes the shoes, oh fuck, he actually fucking killed her. Like, and she's the sweet, innocent character of the movie, right. just yeah. there by circumstance. And 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 the whole talk that they have, it's brilliant. You know, she go. You know, you don't have to do this, right? Well, no, like you know, I do have to do this. This is just the way it goes. The I way mean, he says, "I give, I gave him my word." Yeah, I gave him my I word, and, you. And, like, yeah. and, and and this is just how it has to be. No, you don't have to do this. No, okay, but like you know, you, I, I kind of do. And you yeah. know, here, here, I'll flip a coin. That's the best I'll, I'll, I'll give you. But there's, you're not getting out of this, right? Uh, just the way it's so heartbreaking. The way that you know, he, like you know, I love his line when everybody says the same thing. You don't have to do this. People always say the same thing. What did I say? They say, you don't have to do this. That whole bit is just really well done. And um, yeah, it's the same kind of idea, though. Like, the, you don't really get to see a lot of the violence. It's mm -hmm. very sort of, it, it's just, it, it's it implied. happens. It's, well, yeah, and, and they move on because it's just, 
Like it, it's a part of life. It's well, it's mm-hmm. terror, and in some circumstances, it's just evil for the sake of evil. Like the scene where he's in the uh, the shop, and the guy's behind the counter, and he doesn't really understand what's happening. Oh yeah, and then that, he flips the that coin is... there. That's what the the quote that you did off the top of the off the yeah. top of the show. That yeah. was, that was what that was from. Yeah, that and, scene is evil. And he's just kind of there, like, why is this happening? Call it. Call it. Yes. For what? Just call it. Well, we need to know what we're calling it for here. You need to call it. I can't call it for you. Well, it wouldn't be fair. I didn't put nothing up. Yes, you did. You've been putting it up your whole life. You just didn't know it. Yeah. Just, yeah. And he kind of gradually realizes, like, this guy's off the rails. Uh-huh. And, like, I think at, at the end, he's like, wow, like, this guy might kill me. You know what I mean? And, yeah, I... We will get to our favorite scene, but that one was definitely up there. And Chigurh's just like semi smirk the entire movie. The whole time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, there's a sentiment you kind of pointed to in this direction, Eddie, but it's like life comes at you hella fast. Like, that's kind of what I took from this movie. Like, Josh Brolin, he's just doing his, you know, normal thing, comes across the money, which in most cases is a cool, is a thing you could turn your life around, right? Because he finds yeah. a, a boatload of money. And and then like just that one split decision, like just sets all these uh, moments in motion, and right. just he couldn't stop it. It was just coming. But and even from the off, when he finds the money, obviously you know there is a reward to be to be had in having the money. But it feels like a curse from the moment that he gets it. It's like he knows that there's going to be implications. There's going to be repercussions for him having this. And it's interesting because I just love the juxtaposition also from a genius filmmaking standpoint of like going from being the hunter to now all of a sudden being the hunted, mm-hmm. right? And just just those little things that the Coen brothers do. That whole sequence and, and you know what? Screw it. Let's just do it now. I was going to save it for best scene, but that whole sequence when he's, you know, he comes across the money and, you know, you see him from far out and he, and he sees it and he comes in and he's kind of slowly working his way around and he finds the guy. Where's the last man standing? There's always the last man standing. And he goes out. Okay, where would you go? I'd try to find some shade. Like it's just, it's really, it's really well done. You instantly get a sense that this guy has some sort of, you know, military training, right? And that's what great writing does. It tells you something as an audience member without actually having to just come out and say it. And like instantly, like you know, okay, this guy at least has some sort of training. Like he knows what he's doing out here. Um, and that whole bit is just great. And then going home and. There's just the, his fatal flaw. Like you say, his fatal flaw. Like honestly, the fatal flaw in the movie isn't finding the money. It's going back to give the guy water. Yeah. Because like he has it. He has the money. He's gone. And that something is just eating at him inside, and he just can't let it go. Fuck! I gotta bring the guy water. Well, Shigeru still would have found him because there's the tracker in the case. Yes, true. We will. We will get to. Th- yeah, I mean, you're, you're you're right, but you know what I mean, right? Like if mm-hmm. he never goes back for that water, then then they don't even have the truck in the first place, mm-hmm. right? And. uh um, him trying to be a hero kind of ends up being his downfall. Yeah, I, I don't even know if he's trying to be a hero. I just think he's just like he can't something on his conscience just won't let him keep this money without bringing that guy water. And uh, I, I that whole part is just it's just right off the bat you're like fuck yeah let's do this. So um, and the dead dogs in that scene is crazy too. The whole staging yeah. of it it's really well shot. Like I said, not they didn't overcomplicate anything. It's just really it looks realistic and it's well done and yeah, I mean, okay, 
we have to talk about uh, Anton Sugar. We got to talk about Bardem because this is really sort of he was around, but this is the part that really put him on the map. He won Best Supporting Actor for this role. It's widely regarded as one of the best villains of all yeah. time. I would put it up there with like Heath Ledger Joker. And no, he's scarier, dude. And Inglorious Bastards, uh, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, I would even on the few episodes ago. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I was gonna go Hans Gruber and Die Hard. But... Oh yeah, that's a little less. That's a little more overstated, but yeah, the less of a. Hey, no, don't hate on my boy Alan Rickman, man. That that's up there if you're talking best villains. But the 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 point is, this guy, this performance is just insane. What was your first memory, Kurt, of of watching this movie and this performance? Just the darkness in his eyes. And I think that, like, those, all the guys that we just listed are really awesome villains. This guy's another tier because he's almost like, uh, like a serial killer from like a, a Michael Myers movie. You know how he's just cold. There's no human emotion in him. Right. And, uh, and as I said earlier, there's nowhere that you're safe. Like he's going to find you wherever you go. He's inevitable. You, yeah, exactly. Like. The you inevitability go, of death. Yeah, you can go to the cops. You can run to another country. It doesn't yeah. matter. He's gonna find you and he's gonna kill you. And and like that is just terrifying. And that that stuck with me from the moment we started watching the movie to like I think I was maybe like twelve or thirteen when it came out. But he, it stuck with me. He was horrifying. Mm-hmm. I think the scene that won him the Oscar is the scene in the uh, um, gas station. Yeah. Yeah. That's not for when we're talking about best scenes, that's that's gonna be my choice because yeah, yeah. it's such a simple scene, obviously. I, I always have such a soft spot for the scenes and characters that kind of don't add anything to the plot, but it's just the kind of you well, know, it's, it's character a, building, right? And yeah, that's exactly. I think it's something that's been lost in filmmaking. Like there's sometimes you gotta just have a scene of two people talking, having conversations so that the audience goes, Okay, like I know some things about these people. I know some things mm-hmm. about their relationship. And it's just so crazy because I think if the gas station owner didn't say, oh, you're coming from Dallas just because he knew where he was coming from, that kind yeah. of set him off. And he kind of, you know, he didn't show it because he's a sociopath, but I think that pissed him off a little bit. And he'd be like, you know what? Like, I could kill you right here and right now, and I wouldn't give a fuck. So, mm-hmm. I, like, why, why the hell are you t- trying to small talk with me? You know what I mean? Yeah, Shigur and Josh Brolin are both hunters it's both like you're hunting like in the wild and they both he sees the the tracks that he's leaving by this guy knowing where he's coming from and he has to deal with that right away i feel like that's a theme also like the one scene when they when they both kind of shoot each other that's also a pretty good scene like the hotel scene yeah that is that was the one i was gonna bring up that is Uh, unreal um when when Shigur has a uh, Brolin shot, L- L- Llewellyn shot, and he he's hiding behind the car after he crashed the truck when he was trying to get out of there, um, he sees like the footsteps of where he is, and that's why he could tell like Llewellyn would could have just ran up on him and like surprised him, but he saw like the footsteps of blood behind the car, and that's how he saw it coming, and that's why Llewellyn only shot him in the leg. Yo, Llewellyn fam, run up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of the hotel scene, I think the Coen brothers also do a really good job of making like these different items have a lot of weight, like the the briefcase itself. Like I remember, like I remember vividly him putting together the the tent poles and the and the hangers in order to kind of like hide the thing up uh, up in the in the in the vents. Uh, yeah, it, it it's kind of like a very small thing, but you, I remember that scene very well. You're right. It is a great cat and mouse sort of thing. It's a great hunt. 
And Javier Bardem is completely – you guys nailed on the head. He's inevitable in this movie. And the milk. The milk is an evil the thing. The milk is, is a great touch that they use because when you come in – I don't know if you noticed that the, the, the scene at the end with Carla Jean, when he kills her, like the milk – is on the table, mm. and when you see it, when it re, that's one of my favorite things. Rewatching it, you pick up all these little things, and like you know he's in there because the carton's already out. Uh, that's just because little... it would have been dropped off, and he had picked it up and brought it into nope. the house. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just, it, it's just really, really. Um, there's a lot of smart little things like that yeah. that they do. Another thing, another scene that shows his evilness is when he strangles the the cop in the station, and he's down, and he's his yeah, eyes. Yeah, he murders a cop. His eyes go back in his head. There's the look on his face in that scene is is, is scary. It's nightmare. That's what I said. Shit. I was just like, you're no, you're it's, not safe yeah, it's, anywhere. It's, it's legit no one scary can shit. You. And it's funny because we just did The Shining uh, one, a couple episodes ago, and I mean. One, it's it, there's something to a scary movie when you're actually scared by someone's face when mm. it's just their face. Yeah, Jack Nicholson when he freezes over and you see him the next day, like that's legit scary. And it's not like any ghosts or monsters or you know paranormal activity. It's not shit. CGI. It's Whatever. not effects. It's yeah, not prosthetics. Like that, you're absolutely right. That Javier Bardem scene when he kills the cop, he's strangling him and he's lying on the floor and like he's the intensity in his face. Gritting his teeth. It, it, it it's 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 a chilling moment. It looks like an animal. Yeah, it's fucked. Mm. <laughs> it's fucked. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. What do we think of him? My favorite character of the movie. Me too. Yes. Me too. Ed, Sheriff Ed Tom. Mm. Yeah. That name is just there's a lot of Tom weird... Bell, yeah, Ed Tom Bell. There's, there's Tom they're like Bell, real yeah. names, Llewellyn. Llewellyn, I love the name yeah, Llewellyn. even Carla Sugar is an yeah. interesting. Car- yeah, the, the names Jean. are. Yeah. I love that name. I love the way she says Llewellyn. And Llewellyn. there's, and there's yeah. really not a lot of characters in this movie. There's, I mean, yeah. really uh-huh. only five or six. If yeah. you count the mother, uh, that have any any and and then I guess the his the, deputy. Yeah, the deputy, and then the and then the the poolside girl, but and then Woody Harrelson. I think, and then Woody Harrelson's yeah. boss. But you, I mean, you get the point. Like, there's there's really only ten, yeah. ten to, to 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 twelve people who actually have legitimate speaking roles in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, I think back to Sheriff Ed Tom. I think he he kind of doesn't even play that big of a role, but he's almost like the theme throughout the movie. Well, he's because, the narrator, yeah. right? And like that's the biggest thing. And you know, and this, even the way it ends, it pretty much just ends him talking about you know how his father got killed. It was like we was both back in the older times, and I was a horseback going through the mountains of the night, going through this pass in the mountains. It was cold, and there was snow on the ground, and he rode past me and kept on going, never said nothing going by, just rode on past. And then kind of just kind of fades out from that, and, and then the I woke movie's up. over. Yeah, yeah. Like and then I woke up, he, yeah. He's a great sort of connector of everything, and the themes that we discussed earlier to the kind of main plot that's going yeah. on because he's kind of chasing both of them and he's kind of on the on the on the trails of both of them and but throughout the movie he's just talking about how like he this it's basically you know he's he's talking about the 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 cocaine and heroin coming in through for, through the cartels th- coming across the border in the 80s and and he's t- like the cartel evilness and he's, he's just something that he's just never seen before and it's a common theme of all the monologues he goes through he's always talking about how like this is just, uh, you know, as a cop, I'm not scared of it, but it's just when you go out every day and you're fighting something you don't understand, like, that's that's what that's what I fear. Yeah. I don't fear death. It's more I don't understand this level of yeah. evil, right? And um, Well, because well, Tommy Lee Jones really is, like, the soul of the West. It's not called No Country for Old Men because the old men can't make it. It's because there's this new wave of, of shit that's happening in his world that he's— 
he's alien to and he he, he doesn't like it. he doesn't see that he doesn't like this to see the way that his his country is kind of kind of the direction it's going in well and especially being a, a county sheriff in a border town mm-hmm. uh you know in texas in the 80s yeah like he like I, it's like you said he's just it's he's just not used to seeing what uh has become of of his you know of his job yeah. and 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 who he's has has to chase all these different things. So. He's the old school cowboy, where Josh Brolin's kind of like the new school cowboy. He and he does a really good job. He's got if you actually, I mean, and it it is a little bit tough to listen to because in general, I find the the, the tone of this movie is very low. Everybody talks very quietly, and that's totally uh, you know on purpose. It's it's mm. an intentional kind of thing that choice that they made. But if you really actually listen to a lot of Tommy Lee Jones's monologues, it's he's talking about some deep shit, mm-hmm. man. Like. It's you're like whoa. I also <laughs> love when they go and he's like, "Damn, we just missed him. The milk's still sweating." Yep, milk's still sweating. <laughs> well, that was the cool part for me is he's always the guy that's showing up on the wreckage. You know, he's pulling mm-hmm. up and seeing what has occurred, right? Yeah. And it's hearing his opinion. He he was kind of like a neutral, you know, bystander, almost like us, yeah. because he was never involved in really what was going on. He was just following up after it and. You know, that felt a connection to the audience. The for world sure. is the world's happening around him and there's nothing he can do about it. And and just to touch quickly on uh, Josh Brolin, we haven't really talked much about him. I really like his performance in this. Hell he yeah. was he was around Absolutely. before this, but this kinda was the this was like the first time he was a real sort of like star of something. Mm-hmm. I just think he does a really good job. Like I said, I mean, not a ton of dialogue. A lot of it is action-based stuff. Yep, very much. Um, not overblown. Like. No, he's very understated. I mean, like Woody, Woody, who I also think is really good. He's clearly just scared, like the whole time. Mm-hmm. You can see it. He's just scared. Brolin has this irrational confidence. Kind yeah. Kind of, kind of like he's kind of like Fred Van Fleet. Kind of like you know, I don't I, like. I, what are you looking at? I don't give a fuck. You <laughs> know, like that kind of. You know what I mean? That just kind of like he's just. He wasn't scared. It, he's, it no, almost, he, he, he ain't scared. It made <laughs> me kind of believe maybe, I don't know if they say any of this in the movie, but like it kind of pointed me in the direction that maybe he was in the military or the armed he forces. He is. He, he is. Yeah, he, that is it? Okay, yeah, because yeah, he's remember, a Vietnam veteran. Yeah, right? because yeah, remember when, when, he's, when he's trying to get the money back when he threw it over the bridge and the border guy, he's like giving him shit. And, and you know he finally the guy finally realizes like were you in military were, were you in Nam and he goes uh, yeah I was blah 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 was, and then the guy lets him go and I knew that's why because yeah. he knows how to stitch himself up yeah. and he yeah. he's not scared he's a, he's a tough man another and thing that I thought been. speaking of stitching himself up um when uh sugar so, i know what you're gonna say yes it's man so they, disturbing. of course of course the sociopath never goes to the hospital yeah. and just you know, washes himself up, you know, stitches himself up, puts the needle in him and just that facial expression so does not change it's at all. It, it, it really is shocking. It's the, be- like, no, right it's after- the best part that he, his face is the same the whole time. It's like, you know, it's like he's making breakfast or something regular. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. just like healing himself from a gunshot wound. It totally comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Just totally comes. And that's the Coen brothers. And that it, it's again, I mean, we keep coming back to this. It's the randomness of life like no country for old men that's another scene that doesn't add much like you don't need to see him you know heal that much but it's a scene that just adds to like wow this guy but you know he's okay freak you know he's okay he just kind of walks off and (laughs) yeah and back to brolin for a second i mean like he doesn't do anything crazy in this movie but he's kind of the perfect guy to kind of oh yeah show that like man's man that you know classic country kind of kind of guy that they're trying to go for and that's what like that's kind of what even his wife says like he'll never ask help from anyone like he's he's that type of guy and he really comes off like 
a simple man, but yeah. as like wouldn't never fears anyone. You can tell he's been through a lot, and they have a weird relationship too. Him and his wife, like they're they're not affectionate at all. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, he, he's very like standoffish with her, but you know that he's just trying to protect her the whole time. Yeah, and uh, you know Kelly McDonald, really good performance. Carla Jean's mm. one of my favorite characters in any any movie. Honestly, I just love her uh, in that first scene when he comes in with the beer. You know, and and she's and they're sitting on a couch, and he doesn't want to tell her, and like she's just she she plays that sort of uh, she's got this southern belle, like she's got mm. this innocence, but at the same time she's smarter than she looks, kind of thing. And I think her performance in that last scene with Shigur, where she's saying, yeah. you know, I we I talked about it. It's it's like high level shit, man. That don't make sense. You gave your word to my husband to kill me. Your husband had the opportunity to save you. Instead, he used you to try to save himself. Like, she's mm. really, really doing a good, a good job, and that's, in my opinion, one of the best scenes in the movie. I just, I, I don't think she gets enough credit for this performance. She hasn't done a ton of stuff. Um, you know, she was in Brave. She was in uh, Train Spotting. I mean, you know, like, she, she's, she's done a lot of TV stuff. Hasn't done a ton of, of movies. Like, I don't know... I don't know why her career hasn't gone the way that you know I maybe some other actresses in that time kind of blew up. She she has done Boardwalk Empire. I have it up here. Uh, she was in a, an episode of Black Mirror. So she's like she's she's done a lot of stuff. Um, an Irish act, actress, but Irish. Yeah, the fact that uh, uh, you know someone someone who's Irish can do a, a yeah. southern accent like that too. I it, don't know. It's hard I mean, to play a character who has literally no effect on the plot and can't can't change her, her fate at all. It's kind of hard to play that person who's kind of not the bystander but just along for the ride. Every scene she's in, she's doing a great job. There's no waste. Mm. But that's in general this movie. There's no wasted yeah. dialogue, no wasted scenes. I think there's no bad like there's no performances that like uh, aren't up to par. Obviously, yeah. Javier kind of st steals steals the show. He does up, steal but the show. I think there's nobody that you look like. Wow, I wish they casted someone else for this role or something. Maybe like that. Woody. I no. I, I thought I thought Woody I think was Woody's, great. I love Woody. This is yeah. th this is this is the this is good Woody. Yeah. Josh is rolling his eyes right now, but you know. I'm not saying it, it was bad, but you yeah you, you could yeah anyway. Well, I'll save it. Save it. Save it for Danny Green, which I'm going to propose we change the name today, but we'll get there. Um, just quickly, $25 million budget, $171 million, uh, worldwide. Made a lot of money. As we said, it cleaned up the Oscars in 08. Best picture, best adapted screenplay, both for the Coen brothers. And then Bartom winning uh, best, supporting. best supporting actor. Brolin was nominated as, I believe, was Tommy Lee Jones. And there you have it. It was a pretty successful film. It's widely regarded as Coen Brothers' best film. Yeah, it's I, it's it's kind of a different Coen Brothers film. Like, I would say Fargo is obviously like their claim to yeah. fame, but this is a this is a deeper and more complex movie. There's usually Fargo. more of a of a light twist to a Coen Brothers movie, where in this one there, there's not. This at is all. dark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Burn after reading is one of my favorite Coen Brothers, but this is this is like this is top notch primetime mm -hmm. Coen Brothers right here. So. uh... Anything else, you guys? Am I missing anything? No, I think. I we think should... we should can go to best scene. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, gonna it... I'm gonna throw out my picks, and you guys can pick and decide. We've already gone through a bunch, so so we can kind of zoom through this. But uh, so I got the um the first scene where he kill where he kills the cop is just it's just really frightening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then I have the part where. The first part, as I said, when he finds the he comes across the cars in the desert and he finds the money, and then coming home and then 
like I'll cut it off before he goes. Yeah. Stupidly goes back. Those to, are the uh, most the most beautiful shots of the movie are, are those ones of the yeah. of the sprawling desert and yeah. even even when he kind of washes up to the shore in the reeds on the in the, in and the, the river. Night, oh yeah, that I mean, I, I I guess I'll extend it. I'll put that in as well. The mm-hmm. the the whole sequence in the desert with the night where he get, almost gets caught and has to go into the river. That's awesome. It's also like when uh, when the lights are that when he goes back and he sees the lights of the truck on the top of the hill. It's like you. It's really. It's a small thing, but it feels really impactful. Oh yeah, like, you're like, holy like, shit, he's, oh, fuck. this guy's he's, fucked. He's screwed. Uh, I have the scene in the motel where he's moving the money, which I still don't quite understand the logistics and yeah. just the geography of that scene. But when he's moving the money through the vent and the Jager, geography of it is a good way to put it. <laughs> it's like you're trying to figure yeah, out. You're like, like, wait, yeah. what the hell room is he fun. in? Did he get the one across or anyway? Um, so it's a little confusing, but it's just so tense. And he comes in and he shoots the cartel guys that are waiting for mm-hmm. Josh Brolin. But Drop Roland is across the hall. Blows that dude up in the shower, by the way. Yeah, the, just yeah, just, fucks that oh, dude the up. way he closes, closes the yeah. curtain. That's so I got <laughs> yeah. that that whole sequence is great. And then the hotel shootout. Mm-hmm. Uh and then uh the last scene with Carla Jean where he comes uh, I think you missed the one, the gas station scene. That's the one for oh, me. Oh yeah, okay. The gas station that's scene. The, that's what that's gonna be my pick. I mean, there's there's a lot to choose from, but I I always There's love a lot this. to choose from in this one. Yeah. What about you, Josh? My favorite scene is the very last scene of the movie. I go back and I rewatch that scene Tommy time Lee after Jones? time after time. Yeah, the way he the, it kind of wraps a bow on the whole movie and it just kind of like cements the theme because he just tells this incircumstantial yeah. uh, story about a, a, a dream uh, that he had that involved his father. And then at the very end, that that whole like some people don't like the end of that movie about that he's how he says and then I woke up and then it's over. But I actually think that might be my favorite Me too. ending of a movie out of any movie I've ever seen. What about you? I get chills, like chills for literally 20 minutes at any time I watch that. I go back and watch it all the time. I'm going to have to watch this movie again tonight. This is getting me hyped up. <laughs> uh, I got to go with the hotel, not the motel, the hotel when the, he's, yeah. Josh is just on the yeah. border. Uh, that was the most scared I've been just because, like, when he knows he's coming and he shuts off the light, he's waiting on the bed exactly. with a shotgun. Yeah, he's waiting on the sh- he's waiting on the bed with a shotgun, and then you you just have the light coming in from the hallway, yeah. the hotel, and you can hear you can hear Shigeru coming, creaking, and then the yeah. he he takes away the light, right? Yeah. He stands in the light, and and then he turns off the light, right? Well, no, he keeps walking. And he comes back and he he blasts. He uses his you know tank to blast the 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 lock off, and then Brolin shoots him, and then he jumps out the window and like. Just the whole literally thing. jumps out the fucking window. Oh like, yeah, breaks dude. his ankle. Yeah. I would have done that the same whole, damn thing. And then he comes back up around and and the goes over the bridge. Dude, like that. that Wild. You're right. That whole that whole sequence is. But it's is just great. for me, it, it it perfectly encapsulates that fear that you feel. Like it's it's he's he's got you now. He's found you, and uh, he's the darkness arriving. I, I do have a soft spot for that Carla Jean scene in the end. I think that's the that's the best acting in the movie. But I'm gonna go with the motel scene where he's get he, he has to use the the extender stick to get the money out of the vent. Oh, one like, cool dude, that that's just really mm-hmm. intense. It's really really fucking nerve wracking. One cool part about that scene too, Eddie, is like you don't know whether Bardem's gonna bust into Josh's room. Yeah. Or the Mexican cartel guys. Like, you don't know who's about to get massacred, right? Yeah. And so you're just on edge. And, it, like, it's so close. It could be anyone, but it then ends up being the cartel people. It's whew. A lot of people have issues with the Brolin um, death scene. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah, I think it's, it's great. It's the perfect way yeah. to do it. I think it's great. Yeah. If they didn't do it that way, 
Brolin's has to live. Well, and see, in the book, there's a lot, there's like this whole other kind of storyline with the cartel. So it makes a little bit more sense in the context of the book because, like, like that's the only thing. Because, like, you, we do get, we do know that the cartel is like, there's a set, there's a third party that's chasing him. Mm. We see that when, you know, the Mexican guys, it, not ambush, but, you know, like, intercept Carla Jean and the mom on, the, you know, the bus and, and, trick the mom into giving up all the information yep. and then like like in the motel scene there's the like when bartum shows up there's already three guys waiting in brolin's room you know that we just we just referenced so and then in the end when brolin dies like bartum had nothing to do with any of that so there is this whole third party and they don't really go into it uh i mean the the only kind of time they do is when tommy lee jones references it when he's doing his monologues but in the book it kind of makes a little bit more sense in a movie it does feel a little bit abrupt that he just kind of I mean, you are kind of the entire movie. You're on this journey with this guy with his money, and then now all of a sudden he's just dead. Like it but does, I, it does feel a little fast. But I think over time, if you watch it a couple times, you'll 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 get it. I feel that it softened the blow on the audience though, because the audience was right with Brolin the whole way. Right, we're we're rooting for him. We're like I, he can make it, and then he dies. But we don't have to see it. I think that would have soured the taste in our mouth. I exactly, and like we see so much murders throughout the movie i think it's it's you know to kill off llewellyn it it was either gonna have to be this incredibly gruesome like big scene or it had to be something subtle like that and it was either or they couldn't just like kill him you know kind of just come and shoot him and and tommy lee jones is like he's right there when it happens like he literally yeah. he pulls into the, in the yeah he sees the he cartels misses, yeah he, he yeah. sees them leaving i think the reason people don't like it is because your general you know western hero if they do indeed die at the end it's in a big shootout and it's in a big way so i can see why people wouldn't like it but if you don't like the way he dies you're missing the point of the movie yeah 100 yeah. percent. i agree all right let's do danny green which oh yeah okay i'm, I'm gonna propose we we change this one what's the new name aaron baines <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you propose this last time? Yeah, but this time I want to I want to actually change We're gonna it. We're going to cement it in. So uh, Aaron Baines well, get off the court? Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> Go home to Australia? Actually, you know, I mean, no, because, like, it does work better with a shooter. I, I think know. Aaron Baines get off the court. Going down work. under with Aaron Baines. He can just Even leave. the shooting thing, right? Like, it relates to movies. Yeah. Uh. It's up to you. All you right, know. let's make, let's you know, let's combine. We'll, we'll make it the Danny Green, Aaron Baines, Please Stop Shooting Award for the worst part of the movie. Uh... Who I, wants to go first? I, I, I've got one one scene I was thinking about, and that's the only thing I found wrong with this movie when I watched it. Um, when there's sh- uh, the 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 hotel scene mm-hmm. when he crashes the truck, and then he's from the car, right? And he shoots, um, Llewellyn shoots a uh, sugar, and he kind of like dives across the car, and you don't see him shoot in the leg. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, it, like the bullet hits the car in the scene, and then. Shigur is gone after and it's mm. kind of like where the hell did he go and yeah. that was stupid and like how did he not see him leave you know what i mean like for or me why didn't Shigur just stay and kill him yeah. or that yeah That's and, and i get it that. he got shot but like first of all like there's nowhere to hide like there yeah. like the only way is if he crawled underneath the car or something like that and he's just gone and then llewellyn just says you know fuck this t- he takes the money and gets the hell out of there goes to the border and like i was just kind of well what the hell happened there where did he go like yeah that was that was the one thing that they could have done that a lot better that was the one scene kurt this is nitpicky stuff but and i guess you couldn't do this for the movie to be the movie that it 
I'm sorry, maybe I'm just a coward, but if I had some mindless sociopath murder machine chasing after me and the cartel, I'm getting the cops involved. Like, <laughs> I'm bringing in, I'm bringing in the. I thought you wanted to be a gangster. It's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money, and and keep in mind also, I mean, like, like uh, I think now it's hard nowadays, especially when you see a film that takes place in the '80s. Even in 2007, that was a lot of money. Like, I think nowadays our, our perception of what's a lot of cash is yeah. a little bit well, and that money's a little bit altered. A... But in the '80s in Texas, like that was a lot of money. Like, yeah, I mean, it's two million dollars even yeah. today. That's nothing to sneeze. No, at. but back then, like that, two million dollars meant a lot. It's like 20 it million today, realistically, yeah, well, you know, something least, like that. And, and 15, yeah. but how much did that money improve Josh Brolin's life? Well, it didn't. He died. He didn't get a chance. He for didn't it get to, a chance. And that's that the only way is if he got to kill off everyone. That's the only way it would have been exactly. true. That, and he knew that. That's what he was trying to do. The only way to enjoy that you, money. Why do you have to tell the cops? That it's all the money. You could just be like, he doesn't hey. ask for any help because he doesn't. <laughs> hey, it's ten thousand dollars. I swear, yeah. man. And, then, he... and they've sent this sociopath. He doesn't yeah. ask for any help, brother. They said it earlier in the movie. It's it's his whole character. He yeah. doesn't ask for any help. So I mean, he doesn't he's... even want the sheriff to help. Yeah, him, and, and Tommy Lee it. Jones knows about the the drug deal in the desert. So obviously he knows it's not just going to be five thousand dollars that that the guy found, yeah. right? It's going to yeah. be some scurrilous scratch. I, I, I found 400 pounds of heroin, but, uh, you know, it's about 10 grand. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, they would know, I guess, how much it was. It was dollar store worth. heroin, dude. Dollar yeah. store. What's, what's your picture? <laughs> I, it's funny that you said uh, geographically earlier the thing in the... Uh, in, in the motel? In, in the motel, in the motel but, scene? But that's not it. For me, it's the when he throws the, the briefcase over the fence and it kind of goes into the reeds. I just think it's kind of a facility place to hide it. And I yeah, don't, it like kinda, right at the border. Yeah. Like, Maybe yeah. if, if you like kind of showed where it actually went kind of more, but it's kind of ambiguous as to where – you know where the briefcase actually goes, like how he wouldn't just totally find agree. it right away. I thought you were gonna go Woody there. Yeah, I, like I, I, lo that, I love that, Woody. I was I gonna get to that. Quick, that, that I love that, Woody. That kind but... of is my other one, I, and I don't dislike Woody Harrelson's performance, and he kind of is like the right, the right dude. I, I think, think he's great. I think you kind of just need more of a. I feel like, easy guy. I don't know. I feel like that character kind of doesn't play much of a role in the no, but, scheme. No, 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 no. But it, it, he's just like I just enjoy. His performance, yeah. kind of, and the, he gets kind of killed in off in a scenes. cheap way yeah. too. But he's great. Know. He's great. In that he scene. is great. I think his performance is great. Not trying to fight. He knows yeah. he's screwed. Um, like what we're saying here, guys. The things that we're talking about are so nitpicky. I mean, this is this is a tough movie well, to, to pick apart. I agree because it is so condensed and rich, and like there's no, like I said, there's no wasted shots or no wasted lines. So it's, it's it is close hard. to a perfect movie. But I, I will say it's funny that Kurt and Josh, you guys both picked, you know, kind of questionable moves that Llewellyn makes because. My biggest Danny Green, Aaron Baines moment, it's kind of more of a general kind of theme. Josh Brolin's character, Llewellyn, kind of a dumbass. Yeah, he kind of is a dumbass. <laughs> like, there's a lot of dumb shit. He's a that street he does. smart guy who, who, isn't, who doesn't really think of First of all, the, going back with the water, it just inexcusable like if I found out, buddy, I am going, I am that night, I'm not even sleeping in my own bed. I am, I mean, he's no, he's no. <laughs> Uh, oh, he is a dummy. That's the point. Like, you just came He's across a two million dollars of drug money, and you're lying in bed like, "Fuck, should I bring that guy some water yeah. that I promised?" He's clearly dead in the fucking middle of the desert. That is just, ah, uh, I, like, I, I, seriously, it, it, it's 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 horrendous that he does that. Mm. Um, so I, so I got that. Uh, let me think. Yeah, wait, what was yours again, Kurt? The idiot movie that he did, and oh yeah, like get, get some cops helping your ass. Yeah, like for yeah, I I mean I don't I, some of his moves are questionable. Sending Carla Jean and the mom away without any help. Yeah, bit of a dope move. Super dope move. Also, actually, we could just cut his mom. Like she was 
she almost got him murdered herself just by giving up information by just being a dumbass. And Maybe that's where he gets it from. Also, I mean, yeah, there you go. Like, and he does kind of figure this out because when he's lying in bed in the second hotel, and he goes, "There's, there's just no way," and then that's when, like. But I mean, if if that's me, I am I am going through that money and searching for a tracker. Like, that's my first move. Make the bag transfer. He's carrying around the same bag that's sitting mm-hmm. in the truck. Like, why are you doing that, buddy? Like, you can't go buy a duffel bag. That's the first thing I would do. Check. I mean, he's just a complete dumbass. Yeah. And then in the end, I mean, I, it's never said, but I guarantee part of the reason why he got shot is because he was flirting with that, you know. That girl at the right. at the poolside. Oh, yeah. That's definitely why he he, he dies because he's trying to get laid and cheat on his on his wife. Poor, <laughs> I don't know, but I like Llewellyn. Poor man. poor Carla that. Jean. I don't think he. I don't think he wasn't. He was. She wanted to fuck him. In my opinion, she wanted to go to beer. Whatever. She wanted, she wanted Thanos, man. Llewellyn's a dumb <laughs> shit, man. He's 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 dumb. It's crazy that he's thing. a great it's... character that you're going yeah, too hard is. on him. No, man. but like it's he does a lot of crazy shit in the movie that. You know, like, he, he's the only guy that, like, can go toe-to-toe with the sociopath. And he does go toe-to-toe with him in the movie. Like, look at all these all these cartel members, all these supposed I'm, murders look, that get I'm killed like saying, a little bitch. If that bitch. was me, I would have got and, out of there without money, man. He fucks yeah. it all up. Like, Well, yeah, then it would have done. What's the movie? Llewellyn on a plane? <laughs> <laughs> it's a 20-minute short film. Going to Cabo. He finds the cash. He finds the cash. He goes straight to like Delta Airlines, buys a first class Delta ticket. Delta Airlines, gone. Like, <laughs> no, you man, get a first move... class ticket in that situation. Too. What's your first move if you find like five million dollars of drug money? I'm going to Slovakia because I. I have... <laughs> <laughs> never uh, see me again. I friends, brother, we're getting wasted like we never got wasted before, my friend. For yeah, me, that's I'm, what I'm for doing. me, I'm I'm going to the casino. I'm putting it all on black. Clean it. <laughs> Oh, you're an idiot. No way you're going to win that. It's kind of smart. It's kind of smart. Then you're going to get... Yeah, because then you clean the money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because that way there's no trace of it. It's gone in, in the casino, and then if you lose, then whatever. You lose the money, but if you win, then you get double the money. And and what do you think? The cartel's clean. still not going to come for your head? I, I'm not just saying that. Oh, yeah, put it on black. All right, you put it on black. It's okay. That's man. new just money now. Well, it's pull... got the same bills, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. I never touched that money. At least I'm not going to put it in the air vent of a motel. That's stupid. yeah. <laughs> that is a good me, point. Take, first of all, that, yeah, that, that's that's the other thing. Why would you put it in there if you know it takes you so long to get it out? Like yeah. he clearly didn't really have a plan to get it out. Yeah, He's yeah, like yeah. taping shit together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine if you it, don't like, get it out, you have to you know go got, down the vent yourself. He got lucky yeah, that he yeah. got that. That he, he had no plan putting it in there. He goes Just to the store dope. and asks for the tent with the most poles, doesn't he? I think my yeah I, yeah you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I think my move would be just have it on me at all times. I would never yeah. leave it in the room. Never. Yeah, that is a good point. Well, but, I think this is close to a perfect movie. Yeah, though. Well, it's, no, a, it's yeah. a nine out of ten, and He's I'm had, a pretty harsh critic. What I a think. strange ass like career Josh Brolin has had in the film industry. Why didn't he get cast in more roles like this? Because he goes off, and now he just plays Marvel villains. Because he played uh, Cable in in Deadpool, and then he played Thanos in uh, in Avengers. Yeah, the Thanos thing was was a money grab. Look, I mean, you're right. He he. Definitely has had a good career. He at least could. He at least looks like he has the capability to be like not a Hugh Grant, but like be in those type of movies. You know what I mean? I mean, so, he, he plays like the the, the like southern guy like perfectly. Yeah. So you would think so, he'd be so in more of that. He starts out as a TV guy, and then he's he's kind of around like he plays Trupo in American Gangster. So he he's got like a smaller kind of part uh, in that. Yeah. He's in Milk, um, you know. But this was kind of the oh, he's in True Grit. 
Oh yeah. You know that that that, that yeah. came after this Men in Black three. Uh, so you know, like, and then obviously the uh, the, the the Thanos stuff has been huge for him. But yeah, he did Sicario. Um, yeah, he kind of yeah Sicario is kind of the same as the same as True Grit, I suppose. Yeah, he's got he's got Dune coming out this year. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he's kind know. of he's kind of a bored. You know what I mean? He's kind of like he, he, you know what you're gonna get. He, but like uh, th- this movie really made him famous, and yeah. I, I think he, it's a really good performance. Man, he's floating in the money now, man. Yeah, he got Thanos money. He can snap his fingers and get whatever he wants. But why did you go back and give the guy water? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the time we have today on the Film Sessions podcast. Join us next time. We will be doing I don't know yet. We will see. We'll be doing another movie classic. We'll see you next time.